Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam, the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of his operation, Vince McMahon's voice of reason, the Nostradamus of professional wrestling. Scott, we are coming to you from above the ring ship at Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, covering all things from AEW to WWE Worldwide. Coming to you Monday morning, Turner time. Yeah. Scott, how are we doing today? It's been a couple weeks again. It's been, it's been good. Wrestling, wrestling's been good for the last couple of weeks. Well, I mean. It's been good for a lot longer than that, but we had some had some high quality wrestling these past couple of weeks. We have we've had some high quality wrestling, some high quality wrestling, guys. If you don't even do so, we've just passed WrestleMania, the biggest weekend of the year. Scott's been covering all the uh, all the action over there. Check out his raw review, NXT narrative, and SmackDown study that drops on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, respectively. Especially now since Cody Rhodes is over there. And uh, yeah, he's been. I have to give props to WWE for for how they've been handling Cody. Um, they've effectively just picked up AEW Cody, dropped him in, and it's been great. The crowd loves loves him. He's he's just doing a great job. And right now, he's he's kind of in the middle of this little feud with Seth Rollins uh, after their Mania matchup, which I hopes they would do. Um, they had this great segment last week with Miz, and yeah, it's 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 been it's been done real well. So I'm 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 very happy with what's going on over there. Yeah, it sounds like Vince uh, wanted to buy Cody. He didn't yep. want to buy Cody as a character, but you know, Cody Rhodes himself. We made that um, that sign. So I'm hoping it lasts. I hope this isn't a uh, fluke. Mm. Like previous signees have been. Very true. But uh, we're keeping an eye. I'm keeping an eye on it as well, just in case something exciting happens. Uh, WrestleMania Backlash happening in Providence, Rhode Island on May 7th, I believe. <coughs> the 7th or the 8th? I think it's. it might be the 8th. You know, right down the road for me, we're like up in the air on that. I want to go, but I, you know, I don't know if I want to spend the money. I mean, you know how that goes. Yeah, well, plus, you know, Vegas is coming, and we all know how expensive Vegas can be. Double or nothing. Priority, Sam, we need to, we need to get them in line. <laughs> we do need to get them in line. Speaking of in line, uh, schedule for the next month. Um, next weekend, Impact Rebellion is happening. Um. Pretty solid card. Uh, Moose and Josh Alexander taking on each other for the Impact World Championship. Knockouts title between Tasha Steele and Rosemary. Deanna Perrazzo and Taya Valkyrie for the AAA title. That's right. Taya is back. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Allergies, my friends. Violent by Design defending their titles against one, two, three, four, five, six, seven unknown tag teams in an elimination challenge. Jesus. Uh, and Jonah taking on Tomohara Ishii. Jonathan Grisham taking on Eddie Edwards. Chris Saban, Jay White, and Steve Macklin. Just a, just a good good card all around. We will not be covering it, unfortunately, um, since we have not been on the impact train for a bit. But keeping you guys in the loop. Um, AAA on the 30th has Triple Mania 30 in Monterey, Mexico. NWA Power Trip 2 on the same day in Oak Groove, Kentucky. <coughs> Pro Wrestling Gorilla 
has their Delivering the Goods event on May 1st with Bandito taking on Daniel Garcia for the PWG World title. Nice. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestling Dantaku, Dantaku, as well as Stardom's uh, Golden Week Fight Tour. Okada and Naito for the World Heavyweight at Dantaku. Oh, boy. Um, impact on the Siege on the 7th. As you said, WrestleMania Backlash on the 8th. MLW's King of Coliseum on the 13th. Japan Pro Wrestling's Capital Collision in DC on the 14th. And then, of course, AEW Double, double or Nothing end of the month. <coughs> we'll be there live and in color. <laughs> we will be. We will not be live tweeting that night. Nope. <laughs> uh, speaking about events we will not be covering on this show, we will not be covering Battle of Belts 2. Unfortunately, at the time of this recording, the event has not happened. So we will be talking about it in a f- future recording yep. of Above the Ring. <clears throat> but speaking about Rebellion, I'll go right into that. So Impact is partnering with a minor league team to promote Rebellion. Um, they've decided to partner with the Hudson Valley Renegades, the feeder team of the New York Yankees, where a handful of talent will be at their minor league game on the 21st of April this week. Um, that's kind of cool. I don't know the last time they've done something like that. Impact could use a little more publicity aside from the, oh, Impact, TNA, huh? <laughs> that company? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. You, you strike up a deal with, you know, a team in the minor leagues and get some of you guys over there to help promote the show and hopefully puts more eyes on the company. Yeah, they could absolutely use it. They could, yeah. like we've been saying, like they've just been, they've been killing it, as I feel. Um, a couple of signee. Oh, I don't, I'll stick with one signee and a one potential. So Juice Robinson announced that at the end of April, his New Japan contract is expiring and he will not be renewing. He is no longer working with the company after that date. Where he will be going. We don't know. In 2018, he said he would never go back to WWE after the way he was treated. Granted, I don't know. Cody never said he'd never go back. Yeah, he said it was highly unlikely, but you know how that works. But yeah. would, I don't know. <laughs> I remember I remember Juice Robinson when he was in NXT. And yeah, he was he was essentially the the enhancement uh and talent. Uh, oh my god, the talent enhancement. And um I enjoyed his character, but yeah, uh, I loved seeing how much he's grown since he's left. And honestly, if he's going to go anywhere, he's going to go where his where his girlfriend is. He's going to go to AEW if he signs anywhere. Wouldn't surprise me. Him probably he'd probably also go to ROH as well. Um, so I think he'd be a good fit over there. Yeah, I think ROH would be his best bet. Um, AEW obviously has the bloated roster that it does at the moment. Um, still a lot of questions, a lot of questions going on for what's going to happen with Ring of Honor. No announcement, nothing yet. Well, I mean, Tony does have a big announcement yet again for Dynamite, so it could be that. It it could be another thing that, you know, a a potential mega show that we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, But yeah, there's another announcement, so it'll be interesting to see what that'll be. I'm sure that'll be another one of those eight o'clock rolls around on dynamite and Tony's in the middle of the ring talking a thousand miles per hour <laughs> telling us what is, what is uh, his grand idea is. 
Yeah. Well, it's interesting. What we all, let's just hop over to that. Um, obviously, the other thing I was going to bring up was Jonathan Grisham did sign a contract with AEW, mm. confirming that obviously, you know, he's now a AEW Ring of Honor talent still. Again, how that's going to work in the future, we don't know. We're still waiting. But Tony Khan has a big announcement on this week's Dynamite. The rumor, the rumor is, Scott, that there's supposed to be an all, all elite New Japan super show that's going to happen in Chicago in June. That is the rumor. If that ends up being the case... That's huge. That is humongous. Especially since when AEW started, I believe the people who were running New Japan at the time said they had no desire to work with AEW. I believe you were correct. The fact that we're going to be doing this, this is a big deal. Yeah. Um, especially since right now, their champion is Okada. <laughs> Just need that coin drop. That's all we need. Um, either I sell this house or I burn it down. You know, one of the two, Scott. One of the two happens in the net by June. <coughs> oh, it's gonna be crazy. Just to, oh man, just to see him come out. I mean, we've had members of Chaos. We've had Minoru Suzuki wrestle a handful match. We've had Jay White wrestle. Um. Oh. oh. <sighs> There's so many possibilities, so much that could happen. Uh, you know, we still don't have the girl. You know, you know, imagine the girl is destiny finally coming and taking on the young bucks because they've been shit talking to each other for a while. True. I don't know. We could we could speculate, and that's not even talking about the matches we we the the dream matches. Mm. You know, one of the things that he's been pushing, Tony said at the beginning of the year he wanted to see CM Punk and Brian Danielson wrestle Okada. Yeah. Oh man. Imagine that either either as two one-on-one matches or a triple threat. Mm, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know who to cheer for. <laughs> if they would if they do a super show, if it is Okada and Danielson, well, I th- I think for me, technically that's the match I want. True, yeah, from a technical side of things, yeah. For you, me, uh, that needs to be longer than a half hour. Oh, oh my God! Yes, uh, they could put on like a Tokyo Dome style fantastic match in like forty five <sighs> minutes. Hell, give me an hour. I'll, I'll take the hour. You know, uh, draw. I don't care just to watch these two just beat the ever living snot out of each other for an hour. Yes, please. Yes, delicious. D. Delicious. So, unfortunately, last weekend we were uh, out of commission. Uh, Scott and I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Um, I obviously was at the AEW show in Boston. Scott had to cover a ETWA show up in northern Vermont. Um, <coughs> we're gonna leave with we're gonna leave with your uh, the show you were at, Scott, because mine the couple of things I want to add have to do with this week's dynamite. Okay. Yeah. So it was. Once again, another time to go up to Newport, Vermont for ETWA and their spring to the top two. Uh, it's their second annual event. They, they are in the middle now of 
beginning to crown uh, a new champion. Uh, their former champion before COVID happened actually had uh, relocated himself to Alaska. So he had dropped the title. And so they were beginning to do the opening stages for next month when they have their tournament to crown their new heavyweight champion. So their main event tonight or tonight <laughs> main event on the show was a uh, triple threat ladder match. And the winner of that, uh, gets a first round buy in the title. So it was a very good show. Um, we had uh, some pretty pretty big names. We had uh, parts of the colony from uh, Chikara and um, the former Anthony Gray uh, from uh, WWE. So uh, good old uh, the alternative Anthony Green is now making his rounds in the Indies and um, it could be a big favorite for becoming the new champion so i look forward to next month you know how much i love tournament sam so this is going to be a lot of fun to go into uh, and also the colony uh currently etwa's tag team champions so it's a lot of fun to watch those guys uh just destroy everybody in the ring it's a lot of fun i, I really enjoy um, what ETWA has uh, up here. It's the only local indie wrestling that, that I have where I live. Uh, so I truly enjoy the opportunity to be able to go back and uh, to watch their stuff. Word, word. Um, and you are you going back to another show after that? Uh, what was that? Are you going to be going back to another show? Yes, the next show is in May, I believe. I have to remember. I think it's... Either the second, not so now I gotta now I gotta look. <laughs> Live recordings. Gotta love it. So their next show. If I can get my computer to work. Same. So the next show is Saturday, May 7th. Back at uh, Newport. Uh, it is their Green Mountain Classic, and they will be having that tournament to crown their brand new ETWA World Heavyweight Champion. So I look forward to that a lot. Well, hopefully, hopefully uh, you get up there. Hopefully there's no delays or anything. Well, it's May. I mean, there's still possibility for snow up in northern Vermont because that's just how it is. <laughs> but it'll be good it was funny when i was driving up there um the forecast was like for showers but of course there's a section of route 91 um that they call the heights and literally as i was driving through it i was driving through a blizzard a blizzard i was like god damn it <laughs> i'm like i love snow <laughs> i love snow but i reached to my point i'm like all right it's fine it's it's april enough of this snow i'm done just, just move on but no of course a blizzard driving through it and i'm like all right whatever it's wrestling. I need to go to this. Let's go. Priorities, priorities. Yep. So last week I had the opportunity at last minute to go to uh, Dynamite up in Boston. I did not get tickets. I got offered some tickets, which was really cool. Mm. Um, let me tell you, it, being in Boston, again, I've been to all three Boston shows now. Mm -hmm. I feel like throughout you know, as, as the company's going on, the Guinness Arena, <coughs> more and more people are buying tickets to the events. Nice. 
So like when I was up there, like this was the, this, there were almost no empty seats. That's good. I remember early on, everyone's like, Oh, look at, look at the second show. They've like lost. Fuck off. It's early. It was during, wasn't it also during the middle of COVID? <laughs> it's like, um, not the first one. The first one tickets had no, been the sold first as one, well. You're right. You're right. The second one. Yeah. COVID was still kind of, eh, this one, dude, loaded fucking place was packed. And that crowd didn't stop. It sounded like it too. So I was live tweeting as you were on the show and they, the crowd was just a constant hum the whole time. It was great and to what, hear. What's crazy is, you know how we usually watch, we'll watch, um, you watch Rampage, which is usually taped mm-hmm. after Dynamite. And you'll be watching. It's like, wow, this Rampage is kind of like lull. It's kind of like, meh. Yeah. Dude. The crowd's but, like exhausted. Yeah. But this week's Rampage, again, yeah. well, this week, last week, fucking, they did not stop. No. <laughs> I don't know what was with Boston. Maybe because they were the number two seed in the NBA playoffs, but geez. I mean, that's that's also a possibility. You know, we're at those Celtics tonight, too, anyways. But um, no, I mean, Boston's also one of the really good wrestling cities. Uh, they, they always are loud. I would probably put them second to Chicago. Chicago is just out of control when it comes to wrestling, and that's understandable. Um, but I would definitely put Boston second in terms of insane crowds and probably new york city would probably be like third for like the garden but we don't see a lot of garden shows because they cost so much money (laughs) to produce so um but yeah no that's yeah i i'd probably say it's just because of where it is yeah it does a good job of picking good wrestling cities to be in yeah and this it was just it was one of the best wrestling shows I'd been to. And I'm not just saying that, you know, I've been to Mania, I've been to Hell in a Cell. I've been to SmackDown draws. I've been to ring of honor shows, man, this, this, the energy, this crowd did not let up. And I think that was part of it on top of the fact that the card was like stacked. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm like, are we watching a pay-per-view? Like some of this, some of this card is just like, <laughs> like when I realized well, my buddy's like, you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go. I'm like, whatever. Not really like into it. I'm like, I just didn't have the money. I watched what did I watched that day. Um, it was Saturday. What the hell was it? Ring of Honor. Supercard. When I had realized everything that was happening, that they were getting ready to do it, what was happening at Supercard, like, we'll see you in Dynamite this week. I'm like, wait a minute. FTR Bucks 2 is in Boston. Samoa Joe's debuting in Boston. Edge and Adam Cole in Boston. You know, I'm going to see Daniel Bryan and John Moxley wrestle. You know, John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta, which may go down as like a legend. Like that match was legendary. Oh, so, oh my God. Yeah. <clears throat> that puts Wheeler Yuta on the map like he hasn't been before. Yep. Rightfully so. But it was cool. I mean, you, you know, Scott, you've been to shows where you're like, they're okay. And then there's other shows you're like, wow, that's 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 wrestling history right there. Yep. You know, that's 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 something that's gonna be remembered. Yeah. That that Yuta and Moxley match, I believe it was that made event of Rampage. That was holy shit. <laughs> that was outstanding. Uh, yeah. And the fact now that he's part of the the 
um, the oh my God, Blackpool Combat Club is just it, it's fantastic. I I feel like I don't know. I feel like out of all of this, Yuta might be by the time it's done, might be the biggest one, the biggest member. Might be. I mean, and that's saying great. a lot with Regal, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley in the group. So, no hot take right there. <laughs> no, it's great. I like to see new stars being created. It mm. just it's <clears throat> especially when you need to use actual stars to help bring them up. I mean, fuck. I it, like we're gonna go back to WrestleMania. Like to sit there and be like. You know, Stone Cold looked incredible yeah. at his age. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, Kevin Owens, who's already getting put on this, you know, this like Hall of Fame status now is like even for he didn't just make Stone Cold like like he definitely played a part in making sure that he was like Stone Cold didn't get actually hurt. Right. But man, he's just so good. Yeah. Yep. Like he deserves that. Like that man needs another title run. Put a title back on him. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, he 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 made Austin look like he was pretty much back in his prime, and it was it was yeah, it was great to see. I I, I did not expect that match to be as good as it was, or I shouldn't say not really a match, but that fight to be as good as it was. It just it had no business being that good, especially with Stone Cold being out of the ring for nineteen years, and then it was it, yeah, it was it was real good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was exciting. It was incredible. But we're gonna get right into Wednesday, guys. Wednesday um, kicked off with CM Punk taking on Penta Oscuro. Wow, what an opener! Right? You know, what an opener! And again, for the most part of this card, New Orleans was on fire. Mm. <coughs> it's another thing to note here, guys. Going back to what I was going to say with Boston, Boston was on fire, but then this carried over into New Orleans. And remember, this is the first time they've been in New Orleans. Yep. So it just felt like AEW, yeah, okay, they're not breaking a million every week. Who fucking cares? When you're there, it's like a fucking party. It's Mardi Gras. <laughs> to say the least. Right. <laughs> But this match was great. I mean, I didn't know how these two would meld because, I mean, you know, because of how Penta is more of a high flyer and, you know, CM Punk, I, would you put, put more of a striker? Yeah. Yeah, definitely a striker. You know, it just, this was, this was done really well. I really liked this mm-hmm. um, with, obviously, I believe Punk getting the win on this. Yep. <clears throat> uh, following that, again, another great card. We had the tag team titles on the line. Like immediately after that, you know, Jurassic Express taking on Red Dragon. I don't know what to say about this match. Like, yeah, these two tag teams, incredible. This might be my match of the week. This was a fantastic <laughs> match. It really, truly was. Um, and then, of course, like after this match is over, Jurassic Express retains. Red Dragon starts to attack them after the match with chairs. And then freaking FTR comes out to confront Red Dragon. And I'm just like, 
Give it to me. Give it mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I, it's going to happen. It's going to F- happen. FTR is going to end up holding all three belts at this point, and it's going to be. Oh, my God. God bless them. <laughs> they truly deserve it. <coughs> they do. They do. Now they need to go over to Japan and wrestle some of those tag teams. Right? Win the IWGP over there. Like, oh, yeah. We'll take the juniors. The NWA tags. Yeah. Like, they're one of the few tag. Like, I would say they're the tag team I want to have that, that, that belt collector status. Yeah. I'm not just saying that to be like, oh, give them all the belts. Like, literally give them all the belts. Right. All of them. He'll, they'll be the Matt Cardonas of the tag team division. I saw recently that uh, Matt Cardona re, um, redid the Ultimate Dragon famous photo with him having all, like, like 20 titles. And Cardona did the same thing. And he's got, like, seven. It's insane. It's amazing. Two years ago, this man gets released from WWE. And I had always hoped, oh, hopefully he goes out and he has a good indie run. And then maybe somebody picks him up and he keeps going. This man has done more than that. He's just revitalized and reinvented himself. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a pleasure to see. It's yeah. But coming off of that tangent back to FTR, <laughs> I can definitely see FTR doing the exact same thing. Just taking all titles and just, yes. Yeah. So following that, <coughs> Captain Sean Dean taking on MJF. Man, this guy is getting on a hot streak right now. Three W's against the Pinnacle. So good. Oh, my God. AEW's first ever countout. Um, MJF trying to buy off Remsburg. It's <laughs> Wardlow. Oh, man. His, oh, my God. His match next week, though. Barn burner potential. Oh man, Haas match the definition of a Haas match next week. Him versus the Butcher, and it's just MJF paying off uh, the AFO so they can use him. And yeah, Ward. Oh my god, I can't wait for that match. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, Wardlow. Wardlow is so over right now. Like I said, like oh my god, when I was in Boston for that. The moment the cameras went to the back, the crowd lit up. And everyone, <laughs> like, so I was sitting on the, if you're facing the stage, left left side of the stage. Mm-hmm. So I could see, if I turned to the right, I could see the back door where Wardlow was going to come out of. And I'm like, yep. That there, my friend, that's where he's coming. <laughs> and, dude, I just can't wait. Because we know we're getting that at double or nothing. Ooh. Oh, God, I know. The crowd is going to go absolutely batshit crazy, and you and I get to be a part of that, and I cannot wait. Oh, so excited. Um, following that, we had to kick off the top of the hour. Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz taking on JAS. Good to see Jake Hager back in action. Mm. <coughs> I, I also have to... Uh, <laughs> I got to talk about the beginning of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Now, whenever they come out, they do 
the very old, well, it's not really very old, but like Attitude Era esque WWF like intro. Um, where they talk about, you know, for I think they, they're gonna update it, I hope, every week for this week. They're like, for five weeks, <laughs> the Jericho uh, uh, um, Appreciation Society, like, oh, I can't see now, I can't remember the whole thing, but it's just when I heard it, I freaked out. I was laughing so hard. Uh, it's like uh, leaders in like sports entertainment or something. I, I can't remember the old the old quote from the WWF, but uh, it just when I heard that, I'm just like they're really going all in with this sports entertainment thing, and it just it's driving people insane. And for me, I'm just I love this I love this shit so much. It's really good shit. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great, and they're doing a great job. They're killing it. Like, what can we say that hasn't been already said? Um, but I believe they got the win on this one, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, yes. And then they proceeded to attack them after the fact, which was also also very good. Yeah, it's just... Mm. Obviously, I feel like we're going to get some type of matchup as well uh, at Double or Nothing pertaining to these guys. And... Man, you know, I know it's still a little over a month out, but the possibility for some of these matches on this card, Sam, is already looking fantastic. uh, What's there to say that hasn't been said? Yeah. Like, like there's, there's a lot of, uh, oh. Like, obviously, we're getting Wardlow and MJF. That's the given. Mm-hmm. We still don't know who Adam Page is wrestling for the title. That's true. You know, who's Thunder Rosa going to wrestle? Uh, you know, is this going to be where Jade loses the title to uh, Maria Schaffer? There's so many things that could happen. Like, this is going to be... Ugh. I'm going to be there. We're going to be there for it. I know. A little over a month. Can't wait. Cannot wait. So following that, we had Marina Schaffer take on and squash Sky Blue. This is obviously the start into... (coughs) The Jade storyline. Yes. Which, if I'm not mistaken, shortly after this, we had a quick promo where Mark Sterling signed uh, Tony Nese. Correct. Yes, that's this is this is excellent news as well. Uh, Tony Nice is a talent that never got the right amount of you know exposure on WWE, and I was a little worried that he was going to have the exact same problem in AEW. But when you throw in Mark Sterling, I feel like he's going to start moving up the card a little bit. I don't know how far he'll go. Um, I think he'd be a great TNT champion um, to at least to start. Uh, so who knows? That could be that could be a lot of fun to see too. But I love we're getting hints here. So at the same time, uh, you know, I'd start off because Hook Hook was about to get an interview. Yeah. And to, you know, Mark Sterling, hey, you know, why does somebody who's you know hasn't even wrestled on Dynamite yet gets the interview? Blah 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 blah. Hook just looked at him. And of course, who else is involved in our good boy Danhausen? Oh yes. The, the the little vignettes with him and, and the hook are just 
outstanding. And honestly, part of me really hopes that we get Hook and Dan Housing at Double or Nothing. Ooh. I would love that. Um, I know that he was injured when he last. That's why he hasn't wrestled in a bit. Let's see. Correct. Yeah, I think it was a leg injury, I believe. It was right before they signed him, too. So, um, But, I mean, I'm glad that he's been able to be on television. Uh, and the stuff he's doing with Hook right now is just great. So I'm, I'm, I'm really wondering how this is going to all go about. And if we do end up getting that match at Double or Nothing, I honestly don't know who would win that, to be honest with you. Uh, I just want it. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I want it. A lot of fun. Um, I'm looking right now. He was injured on Halloween night. Oh, that's terrible for him. Especially um, this, this was back in January. Take my glass off for some reason. I don't know. Uh, all of January is taken off through physical therapy and hopefully get this muscly leg back to be muscly. <laughs> he could return to the ring sometime early this year. So he may not have been a. Uh, Released yet. Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Another one. March 24th. Uh, recovery's going good. I'm going to dock with AEW, blah, 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 blah. Hopefully one day when Dan Hauser recovers, he can have, this is him talking, by the way. One day when Dan Hauser recovers, he can have a mustache of his own. Yes, Dan Hauser has a metal rod in his leg. He has broken his tibia, his fibia with an L. Ooh. His descriptions. I'm, I'm just going to read this out here. Remember his voice. Yeah. <coughs> his fellow crashed down on his leg and it snapped in two. He heard a pop pop. He went, oh, good. This is wonderful. And he rolled to the side of the ring. I believe this way. This is the only time Danhausen has sworn publicly. He went to the hospital. That was nice. Now we had surgery a week later, I believe, and now everything single week we were trying to recover it. I think we are getting pretty close. Fingers crossed. It's the only time he's sworn in public. Well, I would too if you broke your tibia and fibula. Oh, Jesus. Oh. So, yes. Um, <coughs> So hopefully we get to see him soon. Hopefully he debuts at double or nothing. That'd be fun, huh? Yeah, I'd be happy with that. That'd be great. Um, speaking about a banger of a match, Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland took on Team Taz. You know, I don't know who had the latter part, Ricky Starks or uh, Keith Lee here. Well, I believe what Ricky Starks was in his hometown. Yes. So that made a lot of sense why he got such a huge pop. I mean, he, it's Ricky Starks. He's, we, we, you and I have sung his praises since we started watching him back at NWA. So yes. we all know how good this man is. Yes. No, he's, uh, it's great. It's wonderful. He ended up getting the pin, if I'm not mistaken, on Swerve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a feeling that we're going to have two of these men wrestling at double or nothing. Uh, one of them being Keith Lee. Absolutely convinced at this point. Needs to happen. Um, and not in the not in the battle royal. Like he needs to be a one on one match. Just yes, agreed. So let's talk about the main event here. Oh my god, your chest ready for this? Oh, <laughs> the pain has returned. <laughs> Ring of Honor World Television Championship match: Samoa Joe taking on Minoru Suzuki. Another cool thing that I got to see when I was in Boston as well. 
mm. is for both main events, they've been Ring of Honor matches. They've brought in the uh, the Ring of Honor announcer. Yes. <coughs> Which is fun. I'm assuming that means that they will be keeping him. I certainly hope so. He's the, he's the voice of ROH when it comes to the ring. I mean, yeah, to. they need to keep him and they need to keep Ann Riccoboni on commentary. Mm. You know, uh, Ann Riccoboni, one of two people I think can do a solo commentary team. Agreed. Only one Agreed. of two. And you know, the, you know the other one I'm thinking about. Oh, my God! Speaking of which, we just passed, I think, the 25th anniversary of Barely Legal 97. God, oh my god, it's oh my god, yeah, I know, I know. God, I'm old, <laughs> man. I'm gonna have to go watch that this week if they didn't like clean it up in Peacock. Oh, if it's on Peacock, then yeah, probably, probably, probably. So, anyways, we got Samoa Joe taking on the Ring of Honor World TV champion Minoru Suzuki. So this was a bittersweet thing here. First of all, the match was great. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a chop fest. And it was Chop people, City. Yeah. Some people, including Cornette, do not like chop cities. Oh, my God. But these are two of the baddest men on the planet. Especially Minoru Suzuki being the AG is being able to hand, you know, take bumps the way he can. Yep. <clears throat> it's, oh, my God. It's so good. Like, oh. I love how, what was it? There was a few times where Joe would just kind of like, and then go in for the chop, and Suzuki would just like completely no-sell it and be like, come on. I'm just like, yes. I'm like, because I know, I know Joe is not, not like pulling his, his chops. He is letting it go. And Suzuki's just like, what? Did, did you hit me? Like, what happened? <laughs> so it was good. great. You know, it, did, it didn't need a lot. It just needed the chops. They had their, you know, Joe would make a, you know, Minoru would go into him, you know, he could try to like do like, you know, run the ropes, run into him. Then Joe would like do like a spin leg kick or something like that. And boom, you know, all that force putting Suzuki down. Um, As I was going to start this off with, you know, awesome. Samoa Joe is our Ring of Honor TV champion. Mm-hmm. Kind of hoping Minoru would have been around a little longer. But you know what? If, if that's what he wanted, he just wanted to have that title to be like, hey, I've now held a belt in the States. That's all yep. I needed. Good for him. He's always a great time. And mm. we hope we, we see him again. Um, <clears throat> but this is where it gets weird. Yeah. This is where I'm going to say something I've never said on this show. I'm very critical. Very cr- constructively critical. This ending segment where they debuted NBA player Satnam uh, Singh was the first ever uh, Indian to be signed with the NBA. Yep. Cool signing. That's a big deal. It did not work here. Nope. Blatantly did not work here. And I get it. Jay Lethal and um, Sanjay Dutt, you know, were there mocking Joe, which led to him coming out, whatnot. Obviously, I think this is more Ring of Honor related. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Uh, I, I I did see that Tony... I think he was on, um, was it Busted Open, I believe? Yeah. He admitted that the lights being out was a mistake. So, because when, when he showed up, we're all just like, who? <laughs> who is this man? Yeah, if you don't watch NBA, 
you know, you don't watch basketball, which we're not big basketball. You know, we watched the Celtics at that. Um, you're not going to know. So I think there was a better way they could have introduced them. <coughs> like Jade. I think, I think the way they went with Jade, because not again, the WNBA isn't as popular as the NBA, but the way they introduced Jade, they didn't want to be like, they made it known. She's a WNBA champion. You know, she's, right bad bitch she's been training for this and that you know they 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 put something to it yeah i thought i was expecting a bigger reveal not that he wasn't and again i'm not gonna knock him for you know what had happened but there was something about this that just did not fit like the whole episode was great and then this happened it was like like okay that's 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 an x and i'm I'm not one to say that but this just fell flat it was, it was, I believe, as as the kids would say, it was a rare L for for AEW when it came yes. to when it came to trying to end a show. Like normally, I've been all for. I mean, you know, I'm the WWE guy here, but even still, I, I thoroughly enjoy watching what AEW does. And when I saw this, I was I actually laughed out loud and I said, "Wow, this is the most WWE thing AEW has ever done." <laughs> yes, yes, or or more so, this was like a WCW ending. Yep. Oh, yep. 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 Maybe like mid two thousands TNA. Oh, it's it's pretty awful, guys. <laughs> this is pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> well, I hope I hope that at least they do the uh, <coughs> they recover from it like they did the uh, exploding death match. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean this is this is not not as big of a deal, um, but it was just awkward to watch and i felt i felt bad for everybody involved joe tried his hardest to sell everything that this big man tried to do to him and god bless him for trying but the crowd turned so quickly and i was like wow holy shit but that's the thing like this is the second week samoa joe's been on tv and now you're doing this right it just did not it didn't just didn't work yeah but it's all right we'll see what happens next week I'm sure that they'll continue this storyline on AEW before, until they finally push people over to uh, to whatever ROH is going to end up doing. But if it's done in small pieces, I'm sure it'll be all right. I'm not I'm not overly worried about it. Oh, I know you're not. I'm not really worried too. I just thought I just thinking thinking about it. I was just kind of like, what were you thinking? <coughs> uh, that being said. Um, overall, it was good. Mm-hmm. Next week is looking pretty solid as well. Now let's hop over the impact quickly, Scott. I followed your advice and got off a bleach report for the. Uh... <laughs> so, I'm gonna go through this card really quickly just before uh, Rebellion. Knockouts World Tag Team Champions Madison Ray taking on Jesse McKay. Um, wow, this is another one that just wow. This still doesn't give me kind of what I need. Yeah, it does on the bottom. Uh, Rain gets the win there. Wait a minute. Yeah, okay, never mind. I'm like looking at this. I'm like, what the hell am I reading? <laughs> um, triple. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo took on and defeated Willow Nightingale. Was the you know, those the uh, woman who wrestled in Boston yep. against uh, Red Velvet, I think. Yes, for the Owen Hart um, 
Invitational, yes. Uh, Willow's a she's she's a fun person to watch. I've I've seen her in the Indies uh, met when I lived in Massachusetts, and she was a lot of fun. So I'm glad that she's getting some some big airtime on on both AW and on Impact. Yep. No, it was cool. It's funny. Even after Red Velvet beat her, the whole crowd was like not happy with that. They were just like cheering Willow. Red Velvet's kind of going a little heelish, and also we'll talk about that for a second. Uh, Jade's been doing this baddie section now for every every city that she goes to, and this week both um, Kira Hogan Red and Red Velvet both in the baddie section, and we know that Red Velvet's had some issues with Jade. And I'm like, wait, if those two are in the baddie section, are we going to get a female faction maybe down the road? Could be interesting. I'm about it. Yeah. But going back to uh, impact. Um, following that, we had Jonathan Grisham take on defeat Rocky Romero. Um, and then Alex Shelley taking on uh and defeating Steve Macklin. Uh last but not least, was this the main event? Yeah. Jonah taking on and defeating PCO. <coughs> What blows my mind about PCO is somebody who had, I can't say a minor role because he was a mid-carder in the WWF. Mm-hmm. Somebody who has been able to revitalize his career going from a WWF tag team champion, you know, to PCO. Right. You know, I remember when we went to, I went to Ring of Honor, the one show that he was at. Man, the place was so excited. Like he was so over. <laughs> and it's cool to see him main event in an impact um taping. But we're gonna hop right over to this Friday. It was very convenient to watch AEW Rampage before bedtime, folks. 7 p.m. because of the uh the what was it the wait, it was like the equivalent of the wild card for the NBA. Yeah, the the, the play-in games, yeah, because yes. NBA changed their, their playoff format. Uh, so, yeah, I think this was the either, I don't know, the loser of the 7-8 versus the winner of the 9-10, yeah. So, yeah, honestly, Rampage, leave it at 7. I think that's a much better time than having to wait until 10 p.m. to watch it. I'm sure, I'm hoping their numbers will go up being an earlier time slot, but we'll see. Yeah, no, it'd be nice because especially, uh, you know, there were some Fridays I'd want to go out. I like going out on Fridays. Um, 10 p.m. for me, it's like, eh. I'm like, I'm going to be home, and then by the time I'm home and then it's done, it's 11. I'm like, I don't want to go back out. Right. <sighs> but either way, we kick off with Blackpool Combat Club taking on the Gun Club. I'm so glad that Billy Gunn and his kids are getting a lot of time right now. They've been doing such a great job. They really have. It's a, They've been like the rulers of dark and elevation, which is great. I believe before going into this match, they were 24-0 as a trio. So I like also that we keep having trios matches. So obviously, give me a trios tag team title. Do it. Give me a trios title. Well, I mean, a certain company that a certain somebody bought has them. Um... I mean, that's true, but we haven't seen them since this accusation, accusation, since uh, since it's happened. So I don't know. Where are they? 
I almost said Spanish Inquisition for a moment. Uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody would expect it. Nobody would expect it. Nobody, nobody. Uh, following that, we had um, a couple of smaller matches. The Butcher jobbing out. I forgot what the name of the kid's name is. And then Ruby Soho taking on Robin Renegade. This was actually interesting. I want to point this one out here. Um, I'm not familiar with Robin Renegade, and I don't think anyone else really is. Because I saw Twitter was kind of like who, but she's, I like this. She's been on. I think she. I think if I caught the record, she was zero and three. She's been on. Uh, she's been in squash matches. Uh, but uh, the the big thing with her is that she has in the a very identical twin sister. And the fact that we got to see them try to pull the you know the double switch. Um, I don't want to call it you know twin magic because the Basham brothers did it before the Bellas, but you know people aren't ready for that conversation yet so <laughs> they, they they uh they did the switch and when i saw that i'm like oh my god these sons of bitches are gonna beat Ro- uh, ruby ruby though able to get them both going uh get the win and and qualify for the owen hart uh tournament but i believe i think from friday that that gave them a good boost um we actually do follow both of them and actually their mom as well on Twitter, uh, because nice. she's very, very into what her uh, what her daughters are doing. So it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I'm hoping that they get signed. Um, I do like the fact that the the trickiness with the twins to see if that helps them out, because early on and honestly, early on in the Bella twins career, it helped them a lot. Um, and even with the Bashams, it helped them too. So I think it's it's a unique opportunity that they have. And of course, I see unique opportunity. My brain immediately goes to Lucha Underground. And those of you who've watched it understand what I'm going with. Um, but yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully that they end up getting signed and uh, continue to uh, to work on their craft. They're both very young, I believe. I, be- I believe they're both in their... I want to say early to mid twenties. So they got plenty of time left to go. Yeah, no, I, I like that when I saw that and I'm like, immediately once the switcheroo happened, I'm like, Tony, Tony sign them. Like now here's the money. I will, I will front the money for you, Tony. And uh, it's great because the crowd popped for it too. So it's just like, all right, they're, they're into this. It's, it's, it's not just like a dud. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. No, that would be that would be incredible. And Tony needs <sighs> Tony, listen to us. Listen throw to us him, right now. Throw them an ROH for now. If they want to have ROH be their feeder system, throw them there. Just just yeah, just do it. Agreed. Agreed. So following that, we had um the main event, the Texas Death Match. Oof. Um Battle of the Adams 2, Adam Cole to get on Adam Page for the AEW title. Now, this is something about halfway through I had realized. That they were letting the death match happen before eight o'clock. Yep. And then I was thinking halfway through, I'm like, geez, they're not gonna let this be as bad as they want it to. Which it was, it was it was it was like a lighter death match. It wasn't anything crazy. Yeah, a light amounts of blood. It wasn't like crimson faced. Um <laughs> the ending though had a bit of controversy, not for the, what happened, but for what was done um adam cole getting the barbed wire crown on good friday 
of all day. I said that before before <laughs> getting uh, dead eyed through the table, and uh, when I when it first happened, I'm like, my face was just like, uh, wait, did, did we know what just happened here? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Twitter was pretty split on this whole thing, so, but um, I'm assuming it wasn't intentional. Um, if it was, then, oh, oh boy. <laughs> it was just, it was just, yeah, it was a, a very interesting spot to happen at the end of this match. Yeah, I, I, he did that and I'm like sitting there and mind you, my girlfriend, I'm like, she's, you know, sitting there watching it with me. I'm like, yeah, you're about to see a death match. She goes, what? I go, yeah, Texas death match. And I told her, I go, oh yeah, only, uh, Pin, no, no pinfalls, only submission or knockout. It's just like, oh, I'm like, yeah, buckle up. And when that happened, I was just kind of like, eh. <laughs> I'm like, on Good Friday. Right? Like, oh, my God. Huh. Now, I grew up Catholic, and I was just like, <laughs> I'm not one to be offended. But I was also kind of like, huh. Sir. I wonder if that was thought about. Yeah. Yeah, no. it was it was certainly it was certainly different, uh, not different, but certainly an interesting way to finish this off. No, yeah, um, the match was great. What happens now? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like for me, that caps off AEW before we go into double or nothing like that's going to yeah. cap off like now it's story to, you know now we're going to take everything else and we're going to start layering yep. the matches out so i would assume that within the next week or two we will find out who the true challenger for adam page will be at double or nothing mm-hmm. who that's going to be i'm not sure yet um i've heard punk's name thrown around he is trying to make a case. He's actually going to face Dustin Reynolds next week. So that should be a lot of fun to watch. I believe it's the first. Uh, I was, uh, what was it? I read it was the first. This will be the first singles matches ever between the two. They've only been in uh, a trios match against one another. But that was like years ago, like many, many years ago, like in the 90s. So for them to have their, oh, you know, maybe early 2000s, but even still, for them to have their first ever one-on-one match next week, this should be a lot of fun. It's nice to see Dustin on television, too. Uh, yeah, I, it's good to see him up front, you know, mm. not taking any, you know, his brother leaving personally or whatnot. You know, he's, he's, I think since his match with Cody, which is still one of my favorites mm. that the company had, you know, he's, he's had his, he's, he's had some of his best matches in his career. He's had probably his best run of his career. Correct. Yeah, I agree. AW. Yep. Uh, but folks, that's kind of all we have. Uh, it's a quick week, uneventful week at the moment. But we got six weeks. Six weeks till double or nothing. Scott and I are looking forward to it. We will be there live covering it. If you guys are there, let us know. We want to start getting people together. Yep. You know, have a day we can meet up and 
whether it be have a drink or whatever, have a good time. Be in Vegas. It'll be double or nothing. You guys need to let us know. Also, don't forget, Scott just released a new catch from above the ring. You guys aren't going to want to miss this one. The new generation, it's called. Scott interviews people who, man, what's what's the gap on that one? Uh, It's probably 15 plus (laughs) years uh, between myself and two of my classmates uh, from Northern Vermont University, Linden. Um, we just, we chat WrestleMania, we chat some of the best errors in, in wrestling and what their thoughts are being much younger than I am uh, on the current status of wrestling and sports entertainment. It's, it's, it's a good fun interview. Uh, it's, uh, it's about I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes long. So go, go, uh, go listen to it. It's, I think you'll enjoy it. Yes, guys, I definitely listen to it. It's worth listening to. Please make sure you give it a like, listen, share it, subscribe. And guys, if you don't want to do so, please make sure you follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. Do not forget to follow Ship It Studios. We are the premier Ship It Studios wrestling podcast um, who we partner with. Don't forget to check out Back to the Ring. You know, we usually partner with uh, Mr. Zach and the Riddler with their content. We're on all streaming platforms. If we are not on one, please let us know, and we will put ourselves on there. On your streaming platform, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people why. Above the Ring and Chip Studios, the podcast of your choosing, why they should listen to us as well. Guys, thank you for listening. It's been a wonderful week in wrestling, as always. Do not forget to ship it. And per usual, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.